Blog Talk Radio. for a little bit, but we are back. 
and hopefully we have a hot one for you today. The title of our show is called Democratic Rebellion, but where are the black people? Where are the black people? So as you ponder the question of where are we, and also just the thought of a democratic rebellion, let me tell you a little bit about Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show that is a spinoff of Our Own Voices, the print and digital magazine. Our Own Voices Live is a radio show featuring people and stories from our community in Las Vegas, the surrounding area, and someplace near you. America is the greatest country on earth due to its cultural diversity and not in spite of it. Our mission is to help bridge the cultural and ethnic divide in America by working together to build the greatest bridge in history to unite us. And some of the ways that we do this is with talk shows like Our Own Voices Live. We also have... As I mentioned earlier, Our Own Voice is a print and digital magazine, which is where it all started. And, of course, we do our Friday gatherings at the Westside Bistro located at 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard. That's 710 West Lake Mead Boulevard from Friday, on Fridays from 12 until 2. That's 12 p.m. until 2 p.m. So we get there, we break bread, and we chat about things stuff that's important to us. And hopefully we're going to discuss something that's important to you today. And if you didn't know that it was going on, now you know. Because there seems to be this rebellion in the Democratic Party. Have you all noticed it? Now, maybe it's just me or maybe it's just here in Las Vegas. But the way I wrote this the script for the show today is Democratic Rebellion, but where are the black people? And I said that because usually when I've gone to some of these events, I'm usually the one that integrates the place. The Democratic Party seems split, seems split during the presidential primary between Secretary Hillary Clinton and Senator Bernie Sanders. Small factions have begun to organize and execute actions to reshape and, in some cases, to take over the Democratic Party. Not only is this happening locally, but in states throughout the country. Many are establishing interstate networks. As I have attended some of these meetings locally, the first thing that I notice is the absence of black people. Usually, I am the only one there or maybe one other. What does that mean? Does it mean that we don't know that it's going on? Does it mean that we're content with the party as is and there is no need for us to be involved? Does it mean that others are excluding us, either on purpose or not? Either way, are we, black people, having our own meetings where we're discussing this particular topic? Or is this something, for whatever reason, why we're just not involved? I don't know the answer to that to that question. Maybe you all know. And if you do know, feel free to give us a call at 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. I'm in the air chair by myself today, Rodney Smith. 
going solo. Normally my co-host is Mrs. Angela Thomas. Uh, she's uh, doing some recuperating, and hopefully she'll be joining us within the next few weeks. But today you have me, and this is the topic that I want to discuss with you. What is going on? First of all, why is there even this little rebellion in the Democratic Party? Is it needed? And if it's not, then why is it going on? And if it's not needed, why do large swaths of people feel like it is needed? Because after all, when I go to these meetings, they're real. Actually, people there, these are mostly Democrats. A lot of them are former Bernie supporters, but they're Hillary Clinton supporters there too. Believe it or not, in some of these, there's even Republicans, independents, libertarians. It seems that there is a growing number of people that are not just discontent with the party, because, you know, you may be discontent, might grumble a little bit to yourself and maybe to your friends, but when you go so far as to meet with other people, to establish organizations with agendas, talking points, bylaws, when you're establishing dues and people are participating, that is active participation. That is action. That's what I've been witnessing. Have Has anyone else seen this? Maybe you're a part of it. Maybe you're for it. Maybe you're against it. Whatever your thought might be, feel free to share us. 347-826-9600, 347-826-9600. Because this is actually going on. I'm in Las Vegas. But when I attend these meetings in Las Vegas, sometimes there are people on conference calls from other states who are doing the same thing or learning how did we do it. Here's a very interesting thing about this happening here in Las Vegas and throughout Nevada. Nevada turned blue in this last election. That's right. We are one of the states that in almost every election, Democrats won. The Democrats took over the Assembly. The Democrats took over the state Senate. That's right, Democrats. The largest county is run by Democrats. Both our cities, our two largest cities, are run by Democrats. Even though the school board is nonpartisan, many of the members are Democrats. So Nevada as a state went blue, but yet in Nevada, the state that went blue, the state that the DNC is talking to trying to figure out what happened in Nevada that didn't happen in other states. Why did Nevada carry for Hillary Clinton but not other states? But yet there are people in Nevada, and not just a few, not just a handful, who are organizing actively whose goals are And remember, these are Democrats. Their goals, some of them, are primary Democrats. Does this remind you of Tea Party 2.0? But I guess instead of Tea Party, would it be Latte Party? Because these Democrats, they are serious. Now, an interesting thing about that, 
is that even though these Democrats are organizing here as well as in other places, and they say they're Democrats, but they're saying that they will get behind and support any candidate talking about things that's pertinent to them. So in other words, if there is a Democratic incumbent but is not talking about issues that are important to some of these groups, they're saying that even though it's a Democratic incumbent, but because they're not talking about the issues that are important to them as Democrats, that they will be willing to primary them with a Democrat, with an independent, even a nonpartisan, but get this, even a Republican, if they could find a Republican that supports their agenda. Let me say that one more time. These are Democratic organizations who are saying that if the Democratic incumbent, in other words, a member of the Democratic Party who has been elected and is currently serving, if they do not talk about issues that the folks in many of these parties, these little sub-parties, if they're not talking about those issues, they are willing to primary them, to find find candidates and run them as Democrats against other Democrats. Again, sort of reminiscent of the Tea Party folks, right? Or even someone outside the Democratic Party to run against Democrats. That's what's going on today. And if you don't know about that, it's very important that you do. Also, more importantly, if you are a black person, because as I stated in the intro, most of the time, actually all the time, and I've been to several of these events, there has been either I've I've integrated or there's been maybe one or two others. Is it that we're content with the Democratic Party, the status quo, the establishment, so there's no need for us to go? Is it that we're not invited? Maybe we don't know that they're going on. Is there a Democratic group that is made up of black people? Maybe we segregated ourselves and we're moving our own way, and that's why we don't attend these. I can tell you that from my experience, these groups, have recognized that they're lacking diversity. There may be a Latino and Hispanic, maybe even a Native American, a Jew. You know, so there is some diversity if you consider one each diverse. But in general, there's not any black people. We know that as a group, we are the voting bloc. But do we just vote to vote? Or do we vote on issues? And are these issues that the Democratic Party has? Is it issues that the Democratic Party says are our issues? Or are they truly our issues? Now, here's a fascinating thing, and this is sort of maybe a little of of an aside. But as an African American and black people, we often say we're taken for granted, or even for those who are supposedly on our side, they don't always represent us or treat us as they should. That's what we say. And we get upset 
we grumble, we talk to others, and maybe it goes on for a little while. And eventually, it always tapers off and peters out. And what I saw at the conventions here in Nevada and in Clark County was how the people who thought Clinton people, the Clinton campaign, had not treated them fairly, and these were whites and blacks, but majority white, they were upset. And I thought, welcome to my world. This is how it is to be a black person in America. But what I noticed that was different and what grabbed my attention was their willingness to act on their disappointment, their frustration, even anger. And I believe that what we're seeing now with these small little groups establishing themselves, organizing, executing, that they weren't just happy with complaining about it. They weren't going, woe is me, there's nothing I can do. They decided to do something. And that's why we see these small outcroppings of, I call them little insurgency groups that are working on this new American revolution. Maybe this is a spinoff of the whole Bernie Sanders thing. Because, you know, he talked about a political revolution. Normally, I think our revolution is when we go to cast our votes. But maybe these folks are taking it a step further and saying, not only do we need to vote, and I do vote and I encourage you all to vote, but know your issues. And if the folks are not that are running are not talking about your issues, then ask yourself, did you tell them what your issues were? Did they agree to support your issues for your vote? Here's one even better. Before the candidates are finalized, have you established your agenda? And have you found candidates? And candidates are people. Have you found people to be your candidate? that supports your idea or your ideas? And then are you willing to donate some funds because it does take money? Are you willing to put in some work, maybe some shoe leather because, you know, going door knocking, passing out flyers, going to events, phone banking, don't even have to leave your house. Are you willing to do that? to ensure that the candidate of your choosing gets elected who's representing you and your ideas, not party's ideas. And this is one of the things, this is one of the things I found out is that the party has this platform and it is a somewhat democratic process in how it gets the platform. But usually the platform represents the establishment part of the party. But the establishment of the Democratic Party today seems to be headed in one direction, but many of the people are headed in another direction. How else can we account for the loss of the most experienced candidate, some would argue, 
in recent history, if not history, to the most unexperienced and the most disliked or at least unpopular, the most unpopular candidate in recent history and possibly in America's history. How did that candidate, who was almost coronated, just about given the throne, so to speak, offered the crown, how did she lose to Donald Trump? Democrats have an advantage in voter registration in general. How could she lose? And I I took time to think about that, and I said, but this is not the first loss to an unexperienced outsider. President Obama had not even finished his first Senate term. Relatively young fellow. He and I are the same age. I'm going to call him a young fella. I think he has me by 30 days, roughly. He was inexperienced. He trumped the decades of experience of Secretary, well, then Senator Clinton. He trumped that. And if we go back even before President Obama, there was President George Bush. Again, even though he was a governor, and so he did have political experience in elected office, on the national scene, he was inexperienced. But he won over a much more experienced candidate in Al Gore, even though the election was very close, and ultimately it took the Supreme Court and some recounts that determined that he won. It was still the fact that it was close. It was still the fact that when Hillary Clinton ran against Barack Obama, it was fairly close at first. And now Hillary Clinton ran against the least popular candidate in America's history, and she still lost. Now, Bernie Sanders had momentum. Young people, not so young people, Latinos. LGBTQ, whites in general, small number of blacks. He had those. His crowds were huge. I think that's the way he says it. And people discounted the crowds and said that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to vote for him. But his crowds kept getting bigger and bigger. Does it remind you of anybody else? Remember President Obama, Barack Obama? His crowds were gargantuan. He even went to Germany, the same place that former President Kennedy spoke. And he had crowds as big, if not bigger, than President Kennedy. And he won. Bernie Sanders, he had the crowds. But for some reason, he did not win. Got the votes. But he didn't have the delegate votes. And some people said there were things that happened. This is one of the things I hear in the groups, is they feel they were disenfranchised, and their disenfranchisement came, not just because their guy lost, who were Bernie supporters, but they said they felt that the election was stolen from them. In other words, it's one thing to lose, but it's another thing to lose because it's stolen. 
There was cheating, a little bit of shenanigans going on. It's interesting that when you talk to these folks who are Hillary Clinton supporters still today, they have a big issue with Donald Trump because they said they believe he may have cheated or that the Russians helped him. And, you know, we have an investigation, so forth and so on. Those same people, when you ask them about, well, what happened with Hillary Clinton and Bernie? The Bernie people say that Hillary and the campaign would colluded with Debbie Wasserman Schultz and with a few others to help Mrs. Clinton win. One of the things that tends to be frustrating those former Bernie supporters and those people who are joining these insurgent, rebellious groups in this what I call a new American revolution is that they do take issues with the perceived, and some people say the actual cheating, of the the Clinton campaign. And that's why they said they weren't able to support her. But they don't see it from the same people who are decrying what may have been collusion with the Trump campaign and the Russians against Hillary. They, there's not the same level with that compared to what is perceived that happened with in the primaries with Bernie and Clinton, that cheating, alleged cheating. So there's a disconnect. There's a rift, a split in the Democratic Party. Now, some people blame Bernie Sanders for Hillary losing. Well, if those Bernie people were to Hillary, but some of them got mad and took their ball and went home, didn't vote. Or some of them got mad and voted for Trump. Or what told to me, because you didn't vote for Hillary and you voted for a third-party candidate or a nonpartisan, that it took votes from Mrs. Clinton, which caused her to lose, therefore it's my fault. And I'm thinking that the Democratic Party establishment is not recognizing the movement of the people in the country in general, and even of their own democratic electorate. And that's why we're seeing growth of various democratic factions that many of them still claim to be Democrats, but they say they're not going along with the Democratic Party line. Some of them have even said they wanted to dim exit, but they've been Democrats all their life. And they feel like They feel like they didn't leave the party, but in the words of former, again, happened to be a Republican president, Ronald Reagan, I didn't leave the party. The party left me, quote, unquote. But are the Democrats listening to their base? And I say the base because these are people who are active. They're not just complaining and sitting around and they say, oh, well, we, we lost that one. Here comes the next one. No. They are preparing. They are organizing. They are active. Some of them are even getting to the point of where they're starting to solidify the things that they want and even starting to talk about candidates. See, that gives me a sense of seriousness on their part. Oh, and did I forget, some of them even charging dues. 
and people are paying dues. It's not that much money in general, but it's the fact that people are willing to put their money where their mouth is. Isn't that the the, the saying, as you can tell, what's really important to a person by what they're willing to spend their money on? Well, these are people who are willing to spend their money on some of these factions, democratic factions, that are popping up. Hey, give us a call, 347-826-9600. That's area code 347, and the number is 826-9600. If you call and you want to talk to us, I see you call us out there. Press option one indicates to me that you're not just listening, but you also want to chime in. So 347-826-9600 and press option one to talk. I decided to have to discuss this today because it's International Women's Month. And it was, I mean, it was International Women's Day the other day. And they had the big uh, rallies. And, of course, it was majority population there. And I just get the sense, and I keep asking myself, where are the black people? And I went to an hour revolution meeting. Like, where are the black people? I even went to the state democratic Committee elections For Nevada I went to visit And again it was Where are the black people I mean it was just A few Sprinkled throughout the voting body There were a few more In the guest seats who weren't allowed to vote But the people The decision makers the voters, There was just a very few black people As I go to these Insurgencies and visit very few black people. Does that mean that we're content with the status quo? Or does it mean that we're just not involved? I don't know the answer, but I can share what I've witnessed and give you my observation. 347-826-9600. And what we're talking about today is we're talking about a democratic rebellion, but where are the black people? And we know, I know we vote, but where are we in the organizing? Where are we in the discussion that determines the agendas, the platforms, the planks? Where are we? Now, maybe we're there, and I just happen to be missing them. Maybe I'm not getting the invites to the black Democratic groups. And if you are, share it with me, because this is important. Do you know that in 2020, redistricting will take place? And in roughly 36 state houses, Republicans have them? Now, just because Republicans have them doesn't mean that the places where the states that Democrats own are going to be good for the electorate and specifically black people. What it's supposed to mean is that at least there are some folks there who do no harm. But is even that the case anymore? Thinking about us, I can tell you that when I've gone to the Hillary Clinton meetings, the Bernie Sanders meetings, there were references to us. And Bernie Sanders definitely did it a lot better and more. But most of the time, there weren't real plans. And not only wasn't there real plans, but you didn't see us in the leadership. So as you go up into the party, when you go into the, up into the campaigns, 
the leadership, where the levers are that are pulled to make things happen. You didn't really see black people. How do we get them to talk about issues if we're not there? Isn't showing up like the biggest part of winning anything is you have to show up? If you don't show up, obviously you don't win because you're not participating. Are we participating and I'm just missing it? Well, Dag, did I lose my black card? Hold on, let me check. Because we're not there. And I haven't been invited to any event that is a have a bunch of black people talking about where do we want to go, what do we want to do, how do we get there, who are our candidates. Critically important. Because believe it or not, we have municipal races in 2017. And then in 2018, we'll be right back nationally with congressional races. And isn't it interesting that in the congressional leadership elections, the Democrats basically chose the same losing leadership that they've had? If you've lost more seats and you're to a point of like almost 100 years ago, that's how far back they have to go to figure out when's the last time the Democratic Party has been so weak, weak as in the number of elected seats held. Isn't that telling you that something is going on? And can denial of a problem, if you're sick, maybe you scrape your leg and you ignore it. Sometimes maybe it gets better on its own, sometimes. But usually... If there's a cut or something that gets infected, then the infection spreads, and it can cause more damage, more harm, even up to losing your life from just a simple scrape that had it been taken care of, could have been healed. Is the Democratic Party wounded? And is this outgrowth of these various groups of resistance Part of the cure Can the Democratic Party Become a national party again I never write parties off Because they wrote the Republicans off Which I knew that wasn't true But they were looking pretty bad right? And here comes along Donald J. Trump People didn't even Take him serious Laughed at just a mention of him running Kept counting down Oh well he'll just be here until this And then he'll be gone And he slowly but methodically vanquished one Republican giant after the other. And then Jeb Bush in South Carolina. And then all of a sudden, this so-called carnival barker became someone to really start to consider seriously. They still blew him off, but they blew Bernie Sanders off, too. Oh, well, you know, he's an old guy. He looks like a college professor. Hair is all jacked up. He's a Jewish guy. He talks funny. He started out in people's backyards with fold-up chairs. I'm talking like five, six people. Next thing you know, stadiums full. Because is it that there was a message? that he was espousing, maybe even 
rhetoric that Donald Trump was espousing, that a large segment of the American population didn't feel anyone else was speaking. They reached and touched the people on a level that the primary parties and the establishment candidates simply weren't reaching. And then with the re-election of the Democratic leadership, which showed that they're probably going status quo. And then with the election of Tom Perez over Keith Ellison, a Bernie guy, and Tom Perez is the Hillary guy. He's also an Obama guy, which makes you wonder, where is Obama in all of this? But here's an interesting piece about the Perez winning the election is that he didn't he wasn't in it at first. He was inserted later. Now, I do want to point this out. There was a black guy running for the leadership of the Democratic Party, Keith Ellison, congressman from Minnesota. Doing well, very popular Bernie guy. Probably, you know, probably was going to win. But then this Hillary guy gets inserted into the process. And ultimately he wins. Now, was this just the establishment establishment asserting itself? Was this the white establishment within the Democratic Party? Asserting itself to ensure that the black man didn't win Now that's an open question But the reason why I mention it Because isn't that business as usual for black people Is that just when you think you're gaining, you're winning All of a sudden Whether it's the rules changing Or all of a sudden here comes someone else Just happens to be white from the establishment that starts to take all the fire. Just sucks up your fire. And then the guy from the establishment, and in this case it was two men, they were the front runners. This Interloper, this person that was inserted after the fact to represent Hillary Clinton, the Hillary Clinton wing of the Democratic Party, is inserted in, and the establishment of the Democratic Party elects him to be their leader. Hillary Clinton's guy, the candidate who lost to the two least experienced people in recent history. A guy of the candidate that lost to the least popular president in historical memory. Nancy Pelosi, under her leadership, lost the Senate. Well, she's a congressperson, so we'll stick with, lost the House. Didn't regain the House in this presidential year because usually that's when Democrats come roaring back is in a presidential year. We didn't come roaring back. Now this is an off-year election coming up in 2018. In off-year elections is usually when the Republicans make gains. Well, what happens when the Republicans made gains in the year when the Democrats were supposed to make gains? 
many people say that what's going to happen is Donald Trump is going to lose the House. But if history serves us right, trending is the same, then because there's less black people who vote in the off years, normally. And then that often determines whether Democrats win or lose. Now, that's a fact. That's not a if. That's not a Rodney trying to promote black people. I'm just trying to give it to you straight. The reality is black people, as a block vote, are the core of the Democratic Party, not Latinos, not LGBTQQPAIs, not them. It's black people. Hillary Clinton didn't lose the electoral vote just because people in general decided to vote for Donald Trump, part of it. But it's because a lot of black people just didn't show up. And some didn't vote for her. That's reality. And you give me any presidential year, any presidential race, and I will tell you that if black people don't show up and they don't vote, the Democrats are going to lose. That's what we saw this year. What is the Democratic Party, to coin a phrase, what have they done for me lately? Now, I'm not saying, some people say, Rodney, you support Trump. Nope, not at all. I'm saying that we, the Democrats lost to the worst candidate in history. And they didn't regain the Senate as expected or really gain that many seats in Congress. But in Nevada, we did gain a congressional seat that was held by a Republican. And the, that same Republican who was running for the Senate seat that everybody thought was going to win lost to the first Latina in Nevada history and the first woman in Nevada's history, period, to ever be elected to the United States Senate, Catherine Cortez Mascos. She was also a Hillary Clinton supporter. Jackie Rosen won the formerly held Republican seat, a Hillary Clinton supporter. The a state assembly and state senate went Democrat, went blue. All Hillary Clinton supporters, every black elected official in the state, I believe, were Hillary Clinton supporters. Hillary Clinton turned Nevada blue. Nevada gained, the Democrats gained a congressional seat and held on to the Senate seat of former Senator Harry Reid, made history by electing the first Latina and the first woman in, in Nevada's history to the United States Senate. So that did happen. But that happened through the establishment, though. And the people who are not establishment seem to be upset with the establishment. They seem to be rebelling against the establishment. My question really has, where is black people? Because things are happening. Things are moving. The ground is literally shifting in the Democratic Party under their feet. They may not know it. They may not recognize it. Maybe they don't feel it yet. Maybe it's one of those cognizant dissonance things where they're looking at it, but they're not believing what they're seeing and not believing what they're hearing as when 
They didn't believe that Donald Trump would ever win. As a matter of fact, Hillary Clinton specifically wanted to run against Donald Trump because that was the one candidate she knew she could beat. The most experienced candidate in history is looking to run against the least experienced, the most disliked, and saying that's the one that she could beat. I know people say, it's, well, black people didn't come out to vote. Why didn't they come out to vote? Maybe they weren't inspired. Isn't that the job of the candidate, to inspire the voters? Maybe she wasn't talking about the things that were important. Keep saying black people because if the Democratic Party continues to turn their back on black people, especially now that millennials are coming into positions of power, I'm a baby boomer. We're on our way out. I'm at the tail end of the baby boomers. I'm 55. There's other baby boomers, I believe, that are like 69, 70. We're starting to die off. The millennials are actually the largest generation now, possibly because they conflated a couple of groups and changed the way that they do. But doing it now, millennials is the largest group. And they're not satisfied with the status quo. Now, they may not know specifically what they want, and that could be true. But what they do know is that they don't want more of what they've been getting. These insurgency groups, these rebellious factions that are establishing themselves, they do know that they don't want more of what they've been fed by the Democratic Party. Obviously, they're not happy with the Republicans either, but the Democrats are supposed to be for them because they're Democrats, and they're forming groups to go against Democratic incumbents. What I mean is if you are a Democratic city council person in the 2017 election, they're actively seeking candidates to primary the incumbent candidates. If you are in the state legislature, the assembly, or the state senate, They are looking for people to primary. They're looking for people to run against a Democratic incumbent. These are Democrats. Something is going on. And if the Democratic Party is not careful, not only will 2018 be challenging, but 2020 can be another national loss. Can we afford another loss to the ilks of a Donald Trump who is systematically dismantling government, taking down the EPA? Do you know, I think it was like 40, 45 uh, people from the Justice Department just got released? Like, bam, you're gone. And even representatives, his, those talking heads, have got up and says he needs to purge the government. Hmm, purge the government. These are not appointees. These are civil servants. I don't dislike Trump per se, but I don't like some of the things that he's doing. I do like some of the promises that he's made, but And he's gone a long ways to keep those promises, just not the ones that I like. (laughs) He's making a big mistake with health care. 
but I do believe health care needed to be fixed. The title of our show today is Democratic Rebellion, but where are the black people? The rebellion has started. The tea is being thrown overboard. But I don't see too many people that look like me. Decisions are being made. And let me tell you how powerful some of these groups are becoming. At our Central Committee meeting, one of these insurgency groups, this is just one, held about 13% of the voting body for the Central Committee. By the time the elections were said and done, they gained one seat at the top in leadership, and they increased their total voting numbers to 31%. This was just in one, in one election. That was the state Democratic Party. Now they have their sights, and they're expecting even larger gains. That's why I say that I don't know if anybody's paying attention, but these folks are organizing and they're making moves, and they are seeing the fruits of their labors in the amount of representation that they're getting in elected positions throughout the party. That is the insurgency that's going on, not with bullets and guns, but with votes and organizing. But I don't see the black people. When I've spoken with them, it's not that they seem to be against black people. The reality of it is oftentimes they just don't think about us unless we're there. When I've raised issues, they supported the issue, just that they didn't think about it. That's why it's important that we're there so that our voice, that we speak up so our voice is heard. Well, you've been listening to Our Own Voices Live today, and our topic was Democratic Rebellion. But where are the black people? I know we're still emotional about the election. But it's what are you going to do with that emotion? What are you going to do with that energy? Are you going to be like these rebellions, rebellious groups and these these insurgency organizations that started so that you can push your agenda and get candidates that support your agenda, I can tell you, no equivocation. Either join one of these groups and let your voices be heard as you speak up. Start the black group if you feel that's what you need to do, to focus on black issues, select your candidates. I can tell you what I'm seeing is that a lot of these little groups that have started, they are beginning to coalesce. In other words, you got pockets of resistance here, here, and here, and over there. And as they're knowing of each other, they're starting to coalesce. They're starting to form together. They formed individually, but now they're beginning to coalesce. And that's giving them power, and they know it. But there's no black people. Decisions will be made, but we might be left out. And if we're left out when we know that this is going on, whatever gains that are made by these people who are agitated, then those gains will be made for them, but they might not be made for us. It may not make any difference. Let's get involved. 
whether it's joining one of these little groups that's starting to coalesce into larger groups and a central body, we start our own. Politics, for those who say, well, I'm not into politics, politics are in you. Politics is in you, and you're going to feel politics moving in you, whether it's at the national level or the local level. So you may not think you're bent over and getting it, but you're getting it, and you will feel it. So either you get involved or you'll be left out. But politics will still be in you, whether you're into politics or not. This is Rodney Smith with Our Own Voices Live. Our Own Voices Live comes to you Saturday, usually at 1230 on the West Coast. That's 330 for our East Coast listeners. I thank you so much for joining us on today's program. Our topic today was Democratic Rebellion, but we're the black people. If you would like to have a question or if you'd just like to comment, you can find us on Facebook at Our Own Voices Live. Please go there, go to the event page, or just go to Our Own Voices Live. And leave us a comment on what do you think about the show? What do you think about the Democratic Party? What do you think about black people's level of involvement? What do you think about just me doing the show? Whatever you would like to share. I would like to hear it. And if we are not a part of it, that means it's moving without us. But it is moving forward. So either we jump on board or be left behind. I don't think we can afford to be left behind. Once again, you could go to... Our Own Voices Live on Facebook and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Our topic today was Democratic Rebellion, but where are the black people? And a big shout out to all the women in my city, the state, the country, and the world. Without you, there could be no us. Thank you for all that you do. We may not always agree. That's in love, too, because we want us to be the best. And we're put here so that we can be together. And the sooner we are together, the more work that we'll be able to do, the more that we'll be able to accomplish, the better off our country will be in general, and the better off our people will be. And we need all the help we can get. The first place to give that help is right at home. Thank you, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.